What's up, everyone? We're back for another episode of Locked On Bucks. And luckily, we do this podcast every 24 hours because we spent a large chunk of yesterday's podcast tur- talking about, I said turking about, turking about Ersan Ilyasova. And unfortunately, our Turkish friend is heading elsewhere. So we're going to discuss that. There is also protocol news with the Milwaukee Bucks. A player is going to return for this game or could return for this game against the Houston Rockets. So we've got plenty to get to. Let's get into it. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win on this show daily and find my work over at ESPN and joining me back by absolute popular demand a regular on the show from the technical Power podcast and also with one of the greatest sweatshirts I've ever seen in my whole entire life Camille Davis thank you and for the YouTubers I got something special when it comes to this sweatshirt because not only do I have on a stone cold Steve Austin ugly sweatshirt <laughs> but we have lights here you know what I'm saying <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I have to give like a warning for these flashing lights for people watching on YouTube. You know, yeah, it's like we a can't keep it on too long. Uh, Just a little well, taste of what the sweatshirt can do. I absolutely love it. Uh, the Bucks had wrestling nights a couple of nights ago, or WWE night, whatever they call it. I don't like to call it WWE night, even though there's probably some sponsorship involved or there's something going on there. But the problem with that is that the the Bucks have been spreading out across the different wrestling companies. They certainly did after they. Uh, after they won the the title, AEW was involved. So I don't like to discriminate against the wrestling companies out there that the Bucks may or may not have participated in. But that is one brilliant sweater. And I told you before we started recording last night, just by chance, I found myself on Stone Cold's Instagram for about half an hour scrolling back through um, some incredible content that he puts up on the page. So shout out to Steve Austin. I'm sure he's watching the show. (laughs) As we do move on, though, the Bucks are playing the Rockets. It feels like they haven't played in about six months here. It's pretty rare when you get two or I think they're three days off. They've had three days off, which is pretty rare in the NBA schedule. Uh, as far as what Bud said during the media availability, Camille, he said no one has come into the protocols. No one has come out of the protocols. Since then, we have seen an injury report that suggests that Wesley Matthews um, may be available. Sometimes we've seen across the league with these players that have had COVID, they've given them a few days to run back into form. Uh, we'll see. But at least if Wes Matthews is off the list, that's one tick in the box for the Bucks. And Bud did hint when it came to replacement players that they've been talking about it a lot. He's been on the phone to John Horst every single day, but they do feel like they're about to turn a corner with this thing, which is kind of what we discussed yesterday on the podcast with Frank. But I think it's what we're all hopeful for when you look at the timeline with Giannis and Dante and Bobby. It might not be for Christmas. We hope it is. But certainly in the next week, we hope that those three guys are able to to get back on the floor. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, it, it does. It's unfortunate for those who bought tickets to the Christmas Day game, expecting to see a certain Bucks team come out. But are you one of them people, by the way? 
I am not. I'm actually going to uh, tomorrow's game against the Rockets. So I'm going to look for Frank. I got to find oh. Frank um, uh, while I'm there. But um, yeah, it's it's tough. But at the end of the day, first and foremost, we want the players to to be healthy. We want them to be all right. So to hear that it sounds like everyone's you know on the men, may possibly no nothing long term. That's the great news of that. And really, we just need these guys to get healthy because we understand now, I would hope, as a fan base, that it's a long season. It's a very long season. A lot of things can happen. And when you're having a season in the middle of a pandemic, there is just some added pressure, some added stress on that season that comes along with that. So I love to hear from Bud that it doesn't seem like there's any guys entering protocols and everybody who's in it should be out of it soon. That's really the best case scenario, Um, even better than signing a random old buck or someone else who could be available for a quick 10 day, because if we're not bringing anybody in, that means the Bucks should feel pretty confident about who they have coming back in what you mentioned as a timely fashion. So really going into the new year, I'm just hoping that everybody is healthy. I'm happy that Chris Middleton's injury wasn't more serious than what it could have been. And just hoping that they can get together and get into a groove um, in the new year. So I had someone throw this, theory to me a couple of days ago and i'm not going to out this person but um for those listening that may not be a hundred percent aware of how a normal schedule would go during the regular season in terms of practice and those types of things and certainly media when media can catch up with these players i don't remember in my two full seasons that i was i was in milwaukee i don't remember the team ever having two days off where you weren't able to have access to the players so earlier this week the bucks had two consecutive days off where they either had individual days, didn't practice as a group, but there was no media availability. And I had someone suggest to me, I think this is a pretty bad sign. This might be uh, leading into potentially other players going into the protocols if they're not wanting to practice. And my thoughts were, well, they've just had this crazy schedule with basically no players. There is also a possibility that, that A, they don't want media in the building anyway, and B, these players just need to rest their legs a little bit because the guys that have actually been able to play have been playing quite a bit. And at this point in the schedule, when you're nearing towards Christmas, you're almost like over that first hump and then you start to get your second wind as you move into the new year. Fortunately, to this point, that has been the case. I will say that the Bucks have stopped any media from coming into the practice facility. Again, we're back to the the early 2020 days or mid-2020 days or whatever year it was. I can't even remember anymore. But uh, the point being that at this point, it seems that the Bucks have just taken advantage of three days off heading into this game against Houston. Um, but the rules are changing a little bit. We spoke around the protocols and how they're going to change when it comes to testing, depending on vaccinated, unvaccinated, all those types of things. We're seeing these replacement players come into the roster but there is some kind of, and I almost feel a little bit, it's it's almost uh, sick to even bring this up, but I have heard people discuss about the idea of, well, if you're having an outbreak now, um, maybe you, you feel better heading into the back end of the season. Now, again, I feel like that's a pretty sinister thing to think about because you're talking about guys actually getting sick. But for the Bucks, when you consider Drew and Chris and Giannis, um, have all been out in the protocols before Drew, obviously last year, Brooke Lopez still recovering. Um, I think that the Bucks, hopefully here, if they can get over this hump and they've been through it, 
maybe for the health of the players and the staff and everyone else in there, hopefully they can start to get a little bit of rhythm. Yeah, I would definitely hope that too. I saw earlier, it was a Journal Sentinel article um, in regards to Boogie and how he's been, you know, handling his transition onto the team. And he just mentioned the, the lack of practice time has been difficult, um, the lack of minutes and Part of that, if we're being honest, Boogie be following. So part of that is the foul <laughs> trouble that comes along with uh, with Boogie playing. But it's hard for him to catch that rhythm. Um, so I would think, especially after this marathon of games that they had, that the few days off was well welcome. That it was something that they were all really excited about, looking forward to, um, and and needed honestly. And just based on what you said too, like. If guy like it sounds kind of morbid to say it, but like if guys are going to be getting sick, you would rather them get sick early than than later. Um, and COVID is just really weird in that way that we have to kind of think even in that way. Like it's it's, it's so, so strange weird, yeah. to yeah, it's so strange to even have to bring that up. But I mean, there there's something to it, and we don't know what 2022 is going to be looking like when it comes to this virus and what it might do and I still can't believe I thought this was only going to be a two week thing. And here we are going into year two of it. But kind of like what Adam Silver was saying earlier on um, ESPN, it, it just they have to they have to play through it. COVID is here. It's part of the experience now for for everyone on this planet. And it's about playing through it at this point. Some might disagree with that notion of playing through it. But um, I think we've seen the only shutdown that we're going to see when it comes to, to sports. And that happened at the beginning before vaccinations and everything like that. So, I mean, if I had, I don't want anyone getting sick, but I guess if I had to pick a time for people to get sick, it would be earlier rather than later. Yeah. Shout out to Eric name, who still has a lot of my winter gear uh, that I left at his house when I decided to fly back to Australia. And I told him I'd be back in a month and we are <laughs> going to, we're going to be approaching two years here in the next mm -hmm. couple of months. So um, shout out to Eric for taking care of my stuff. I think he's moved house in that time as well. So he's just, he's just shipping my boxes of clothes around. So that's good for him. Uh, but the Bucks, as I mentioned, they were getting a bit of a rest the other day. And everyone needs to, and particularly in this time, and we're just going through it. We're talking about this stuff that people are sick of hearing about. It's stressful mm -hmm. for, for a number of reasons here. So you need to be able to stay calm. Are you a good sleeper, Camille? <sighs> I, could, I could sleep better. Mm, I'm a terrible sleeper. But do you want to know what makes LeBron James King James? It's sleep. That's right. Sleep is his superpower. Calm, the number one app for sleep and meditation, has teamed up with LeBron James to help you activate the power of sleep. LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body, but you don't have to be a world champion to learn how to train it. Calm can keep you, uh, can help you train your brain so you sleep better, reduce your stress, and perform at your best just like King James. For LeBron, sleep is a critical part of his mental fitness routine. So if you head to calm.com slash locked on NBA, for a limited time, you'll get 40% off a Calm premium subscription. Again, for a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm and get a 40% discount on a Calm subscription at calm.com slash locked.nba. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started at calm.com slash locked.nba. All right, before we move on to some sad roster moves around the league today and perhaps some distressing roster moves around the NBA uh, for our listeners, uh, we should say we thank everyone for listening to Lockdown Bucks. 
uh, making Locked On Bucks your first listen of every day, particularly, as I mentioned yesterday, coming to the holiday period. I can picture it now. Families around the table, groups of 20, 30, maybe 40, all listening to Locked On Bucks. It's, uh, it's, it's fantastic, and we really appreciate you guys. Uh, did you see LeBron walk into the Staples Center tonight, soon to be Crypto World or whatever they're calling it, with a cigar, <laughs> with a cigar in his hand? Did he really? I did not see that. I mean, I don't know if it was lit up or it was just like a prop, but this man walked in with designer Crocs on and a cigar in his hand. Now, I think this is a step too far. Now, we saw LeBron going back a couple of years ago. He had a glass of wine in his hand, but he wasn't playing that night. And I thought it was a bit much. Like, it was, you know, to me, it's like, okay, we get it. Trying to, you know, put on a bit of a show here. It's cool. But, I can, you know, I'm never going to begrudge someone for wanting to have a glass of wine, first of all. But walking in with a cigar when you're about to play, and I believe he's playing tonight, I might be wrong, but this is some wild stuff to me, Camille. I have never heard of a player, I mean, not now. I mean, we know back in in the days, cigarettes and everything was, you would smoke those in the locker room at halftime and and you'd go back out there and play. But yes, LeBron is playing right now. I just double-checked. He's up to 10 points already in nine minutes. So With a cigar in his know. hand? Is he playing with a I cigar in his hand? <laughs> maybe the, I don't Maybe he needed the cigar to help him get through. I'm not sure what he's doing right now to keep his body um, in playing shape, but whatever LeBron has been choosing to do, it works. So, hey, maybe he's letting us on to a secret. Maybe cigar smoking before a game is, is the new thing to do or something. I always associate, and this is the thing, like when it comes to basketball players, I always associate cigar with winning a championship. So my, I guess mm-hmm. my problem with is that this is like a random December game. This is a very <laughs> mediocre team that he's playing on. It's like you better put up some numbers and you better damn win the game if you're walking in with a cigar. But anyway, speaking of uh, a, a guy that we wish would have had a cigar in his hand when the Bucks won the championship last year. As I know he's over. We spent plenty of time talking about him on the podcast yesterday. I know there was a lot of sentiment that let's get this guy back in Milwaukee, even if it's just for a little run. There would be standing ovations. There would be Ursan chants. Bobby Portis might get a little bit jealous about the love. But other than that, <laughs> it would be a fantastic experience to see uh, Ursan back. But unfortunately, he signed one of these hardship deals, uh, not with just any franchise, with the Chicago Bulls. How does this make you feel, Camille? As a fan of the Bucks, I I don't like to see um, the Chicago Bulls do anything that's positive. Um, I'm not sure if Ursan's really a needle mover or anything like that. But as a Bucks fan, he's just somebody who's who's a favorite for me. Like Ursan, I mean, I don't understand how exactly, but Ursan was a Buck with green and purple jerseys. He was a Buck with green and and red jerseys he was a buck with the current color scheme he even got some of these different colorways i don't know how he's been around so long to have that many different bucks jerseys in his collection but that part of it i mean in the way that he plays i'll always be an ursan fan um if there were any past bucks to to give a call up for a hardship exemption like i know you mentioned dj wilson who unfortunately is also off the board now going to toronto but um Ursan was probably one of the first ones that would come to mind outside of, you know, just kind of memorize, like just having some, some fun and thinking about some former Bucks who could possibly fit well on this team, even though it might not be likely, but that's also kind of fun. And Ursan doesn't fall into that bucket for me. I think he can be useful um, in a short burst of time. So I'm happy for Ursan overall, just because of what he did for the Bucks. Wish it wasn't with Chicago, but 
taking the Bucks fandom cap off and just looking at it as a basketball fan. I like watching Chicago play. I like watching this Bulls team. Um, they're they're fun. Um, and DeRozan is, I don't know what it is <laughs> in Chicago, but he is really, really, really comfortable playing in that on that team. So good for Ersan latching on for a little bit with the with the team that's, you know, not terrible. It's a it's a pretty good team. Well, the Bucs haven't seen the Bulls yet either. So I, I would like to think that Ersan loves Milwaukee too much to have a true revenge game because he doesn't want to have revenge on the Bucs. Uh, but um, we're going to see them. And you mentioned DeMar DeRozan. This is one of the, the ultimate Buck killers over years gone by. So if mm-hmm. he's now taking his game to the next level, I'm pretty terrified to know what that could look like. Uh, you mentioned DJ Wilson, though, and we did get a comment on Twitter from Aniel Saw, who is a, a regular listener, always contributes, and said, uh, how about a shout-out to DJ Wilson getting back in the league? And what are what other pass bucks would you like to see uh, make a safety protocols replacement cameo in the NBA? So you you obviously, Ersan <laughs> is the first one that comes to mind. And when I saw DJ Wilson go to the Raptors, my first thought was, well, Toronto, you know, you, you spent – years trolling Bucks fans because you thought Giannis was going to go there. And you did get a four from Milwaukee, but it was DJ Wilson instead of Giannis. So that's your consolation prize, DJ Wilson. I hope he does well. I hope DJ plays well in Toronto, but it hasn't quite worked out all that trolling for the Toronto Raptors. Is there anyone else that stands out to you around the league though? I'm trying to I'm trying to think off the top of my head who is around the league that that I would like to see come back. Um, unfortunately, I know he's not a popular figure, but he was a guy that was sort of thrown around as a veteran addition um, and perhaps not so fond with Bucks fans, but JJ Redick has moved into the the, the full-time mm. podcasting role now. So there was no redemption story uh, for JJ Redick in Milwaukee, which was a little bit unfortunate. Um, I'm not sure. I can't really think if there's anyone else. I mean, the obvious guy, Camille, is obviously Robin Lopez, who I still think, John Hammond, throw us a bone at the trade deadline, man. We need a big fella. I know you love your big man, but Robin Lopez isn't quite skinny enough for you, doesn't quite have long enough arms. We'll see if we can work something out. Yeah, you know, Robin is a name I think about a little bit too, where it's like, I mean, we need a big, but then the question is, would you rather have Boogie or would you rather have Robin? And as odd as this sounds, um, neither one really like excite me where I'm like, oh, yes, this is such a significant upgrade for us to go out and get Robin Lopez right now and bring him in over Boogie. And that's not to say that, you know, Robin's bad or anything like that. I just don't think either transaction really moves the needle too much. Um, other former Bucks just around the league. I mean, there aren't really other ones I can think of who I'd be like, I would love to see them come back right now in this moment to this team. I mean, I know we got some guys like Brandon Knights in the G league right now. I don't see that being, being a fit that would work here um given the i mean to me the roster is lacking the most in the in the big rotation here so um bobby or uh, brandon doesn't fit that so not there for that one um john henson i think he's i don't think he's even playing basketball anymore at this he's point fishing. professional fishing yeah he's yeah he's fishing at this point i don't know what larry sanders has been doing getting paid uh, <laughs> by the buck still yeah 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 so um larry's funny though um when he did leave the bucks initially those years ago i kept saying like if larry could have been around for the early run of like the Giannis taking off bucks i was like he would have been a perfect five for that team at that moment but that ship's passed um former bucks i really can't think of i did see that we had a different question um about buyouts and 
possibilities there. And the only name that I really keep going back to is Thaddeus Young. Um, that That's the only one. But Thad Young is somebody who is going to be in high demand if he is bought out from the Spurs. But that's like the only logical big that pops into my mind um, that could fit with the Bucks. And Thad is really a four, so he's not even a big big, but just another guy who can switch a little bit three to five, uh, moves the ball well, knows how to move off ball. So we'll love to get that here, but don't know how likely that is either. A guy that's had a lot of success defending Giannis, actually going back to his Indiana days as well. Thad Young is definitely someone I've thought about. Uh, I've got a couple other things to bring up with you, but first I want to talk about Bet Online, uh, which has you covered for holiday season, for the holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before, particularly as football continues its march through uh, to the playoffs. And uh, I'm completely thrown off here. It's Wednesday afternoon. We're recording here in Australia right now, and there's NFL on the TV. I didn't know what was going on, but I guess there was postponed games. But anyway, I'm completely thrown off. But if I had a, had my wits about me, I could have gone to bet online, which remains the number one spot for all the sports action this season. You can get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Uh, just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. And you can use that basketball, football, NHL, whatever it is that you want to get to get into bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available. That's bet online where the game starts and never forget about built Bar, the best tasting protein bar that's ever been uh, made. If you want to cozy up with something warm this winter, I certainly don't stinking hot over here, but if you're in America, Europe, it's winter, it's cold. Uh, you can dip your built bar into a piping hot cup of cocoa and it will melt. It'll give your beverage a bit of that built bar flavor. There's nothing better than that. Plus, you'll have a nice melty built bar to go with it. Be sure to have a couple of napkins on hand. Uh, that's the advice I'm getting here. Uh, like some of those marshmallowy treats around the holidays, you need to get your hands on built bar puffs. They're light, fluffy, marshmallowy through and through, different flavors, all covered in chocolate. It tastes so good. You won't believe that they're filled with protein and they're healthy for you as well. Absolutely absurd. So just go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. I'm starving. Starving now, Camille. I want some built bars. But anyway, let's go back to Thad Young. So the other additional bonus of Thad Young uh, being bought out is that my guy, Jock Landau, a former Bucks Summer League uh, player, Jock Landau, and Australian, uh, would open up some more minutes there with the Spurs under Greg Popovich. So it's a win-win for everyone. Get Jock Landau on the floor, get Thad to the Bucks. Uh, we actually had a YouTuber comment a name out of the box a little bit, Marcus Gasol. Now, hey, if we wow. can have if we can have one Gasol brother come through here for a cup of tea, never really play. Why can't we go for the double? Can we get Marcus Gasol out here? I don't know. He was playing. Was he playing at Barcelona or he wasn't playing at all? I know Powell was for a little bit there. But Marcus Gasol is someone we haven't heard of for a little bit. And quite frankly, it seemed going back a little bit here that he wanted to keep playing. But the Lakers kind of just pissed him off by signing all these big men. He lost his role. Andre Drummond came into the team last year. He was coming off the bench. And he seemed to be a little bit disillusioned with it. I don't know. I'm not sure whether you bring in Marcus Gasol and all of a sudden you're getting someone that's more productive or more uh, capable than DeMarcus Cousins right now. Although I will say, uh, defensively at least, even when Marcus Gasol was playing for the Lakers, he was still able to get the job done on that end of the floor to a reasonable level. Yeah, I completely forgot about Mark. Um, 
I think he is playing overseas right now, but it's it's similar to when we were discussing like Robin Lopez and, and Boogie where it's like these names, um, they can be helpful in, in, in spot minutes for sure, but I'm not exactly sure how much of a needle mover it is. And I kind of feel the same way about Mark Gasol where it's like the name is, is big, but the impact is not what it, what it was with what you would assume with that name. Um, that's interesting though. I mean, he is a more reliable three point shooter than Boogie. And I mean, and to, to, to Boogie's defense, I, I, again, coming in the way that he has to come into this team, it's a little difficult to reacclimate yourself in that way. But I just, I just don't know, Kane. Nothing's really like making me excited when, when discussing uh, these options. It's, it's just more so of like, okay, is, is this good enough? Um, but I guess also it depends on what's going on with Brooke. I know there was optimism from the team about him possibly coming back this season. And if we find out that's not the case, then the question becomes, uh, what exactly are we going to do? Because, I mean, Giannis has been playing some some five minutes and he can do that. And he's adjusted a little bit his role, kind of taking on that Brooke Lopez role playing, you know, last line of defense there. But I wonder if the answer to the question isn't necessarily going out and finding another big, but finding another, uh, I shouldn't say, I should say a big is in the center, but finding another four who might be switchy or something that can help unlock Giannis at the five in a different way. Yeah. So we did have a question on Twitter uh, as we begin to wrap up this show and it was from Dub Bucks. Uh, and they said, uh, as we approach the halfway point of the season, the big man department is still thin and the fabled PJ Tucker role is still a big question mark. So which is the biggest concern? Who are some specific guys around the league as, as we already touched on there? So, mm-hmm. but specifically, the reason for me why I think that Robin Lopez would be an attractive target for this team is because as we saw previously when Robin was in, in the lineup, if Brook Lopez is fit and healthy, then there's no room for two players that play that genuine center role because you're going to soak up the other minutes with smaller lineups, Giannis at the five, more versatile, switchable lineups. That's fine. So you don't actually need two guys. But Robin Lopez has only paid $5 million per year. So he potentially is gettable in a trade scenario. But he is, and again, I mean, they're twins, but he's as close to Brook Lopez in terms of what he can provide, in terms of a huge body in the paint. He can play that drop coverage. He's played it before with a lot of these guys. He's at least as close to the Brook Lopez clone, I guess, twin, whatever you want to call it. I mean, they literally are twins, so I don't know why I'm, I'm calling him a clone. But he's as close as you can possibly get to that. My big issue is that Boogie Cousins I can't see being playable in the postseason. Marcus mm-hmm. Hall, who is I think is obviously a, a 0% chance of coming to the Bucks, but I don't think that he would be playable in the playoffs at this point in time either. So that's why it all comes down to Brook. But as far as the PJ replacement, I also just think there's no PJ replacement. Like he's so unique. Funnily enough, I was trying to think across the league and the one guy that is actually pretty similar to him who is in Houston right now and is kind of following a similar path to what PJ Tucker did in terms of uh, he, well, this player wasn't drafted. PJ Tucker obviously was and then went overseas. But Jay Sean Tate, who actually played mm. in Sydney with the Sydney Kings, and then he, he got picked up, came to Houston, and he's kind of close to that. If, if you're talking early PJ Tucker years with his time in the league, it's only uh, second year in the league. 
I don't think that he's going to be a guy that's attainable unless uh, the Rockets wanted to, I don't know what you could even try and get to get him, but he is actually probably the closest guy. PJ Tucker's just so so unique that I think it's it's not so much about replacing PJ as it is, do you have the versatility in your lineups? Is Wes Matthews a guy that can at least soak up some of those minutes and have Kevin Durant score 50 on him instead of scoring 50 on PJ Tucker. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like it's it's not a PJ Tucker replacement. It's just like what are the multiple guys that you can bring into this team that can play in those small ball lineups? Exactly, exactly. And that's what I was getting to a little bit earlier when mentioning like if Brooks out, then it's about how do you what, what do you do? Like what's the next move here? Um, and what Bud has shown us last season after years of being very strict to his own system is that he is willing to try some different things out depending upon what, you know, he thinks the team could do best in that particular moment. And we've seen some lineups this year already, partly out of necessity, but also part, <laughs> I think Bud just likes to kind of test things out in the regular season now and just see what he can, what guys can do and what can happen here. Um, the shimmy signing has not been exactly what we thought it would be. He's had some tough luck. Um with injuries and just getting up to speed with the team. And when he was in the game, it just didn't look all the way right. So there could be some hope for Shimmy. I'm not, I want to make it clear, not saying he's a PJ replacement. I don't think that there is one in a true sense of the form outside of going and getting PJ Tucker, which I don't see Miami being open to that idea either. Um, It's really just trying to figure out what you can do to kind of make the team that you have work the best. Um, and again, the only name I can think of that you can kind of bring in and not necessarily be a PJ role, but who can give you some versatility as well is that young. Um, just get another vet in there who who's smart, who can defend little switchable, not like PJ switchable. But um, if that ends up on a guard, it's not the worst scenario in the world. He can kind of cover himself a little bit um, until another switch can take place or something along those lines. But I don't know. Um, what I really need to see is this Bucks team get healthy and see what they can actually do when they're all together. Because also having Dante come back, not saying Dante is a Kevin Durant stopper or anything like that, but getting another guy out there who is a plus defender is going to do wonders for the combinations that this team can throw out. So a healthy Bucks team is really what I want to see at this point. And I will admit, I was very low on Shimmy a couple of weeks ago when then he got hurt again. And I kind of thought about it and I was like, you know what? I do see why Celtics fans weren't necessarily upset when, when he did not come back to Boston, but I think that there's still some potential there for him. And also Rodney hood looks like he's starting to kind of figure out his role on the team a little bit more as well. None of the guys I'm naming are like world beaters who <laughs> can take a game over by themselves or, you know, do anything like that. But I think, the pieces together could fit in a way that that works for the Bucks, but we haven't been able to see it um, due to injuries, due to COVID. So really personally, I think the best improvement for the Bucks is going to come from internal improvements. And Horst, of course, is going to be checking the market, see what he can do. So, uh, John, if you're listening, uh, do what you can do <laughs> to get that here. I'd really appreciate that. <laughs> Drew, Listen, call him up. Th- This is one thing that you never have to worry about. And I saw a few people tweeting, what is Horst doing? Why is he not signing these hardship players? And I said, listen, you could probably accuse Horst of a lot of things, but one of them is is not sitting on his hands and not making moves. This guy is always making moves. So I do have faith that there is a move to be made. Uh, He will go and do it. He's uh, got a history of that at the trade deadline, which now is only five to six weeks away. 
uh, from here as well. So we'll see what comes up there. The Bucks are back at it. Camille's going to be in the building. Frank's going to be at the building. Um, maybe don't get too close to him. We we don't want anyone, you know, getting getting ill. Or people don't need to be crowded right now. But say hello to those two guys when they're in the the building tomorrow. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing the photo of Camille and Frank together at Fiserv Forum. That's that's going to be great. And I know that Frank always listens to the podcast when he's not on it, and he definitely listens to it when you're on Camille. So he will get this message and he will track you down as well. Bucks and Rockets tomorrow night. Tonight, if you're listening, Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Fiserv Forum feels like the Bucks haven't played forever. It's going to be fun. We'll be back for a post-game pod after that game. But for now, for Camille, make sure you check out the uh, Technical Foul podcast. Uh, they've recorded tonight. So go check out the episode. And for myself, I'll be back tomorrow after the game. We'll catch you guys then.